it's been a good morning. I got to spend the day with my son, and my wife is at Georgia District Ladies Conference, but I've had a great morning, and I'm excited about what the day brings. Updates. Life is hitting us full steam ahead. It's been crazy awesome lately. Let's see what's going on. Um, We're having another baby, if you haven't heard about that. So excited. You know, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. We'll probably find that out in a few days. Also, this is exciting. This podcast and episode is now sponsored by Anchor FM. uh, And that's possible because you guys tune in and you listen every time a new episode comes out. So thank you so much for that. And I love you guys. I appreciate your support. It means the world to me. Here's a cool thing. If you go download the Anchor app... There's this cool feature that I'm excited about. I, I hope you guys will do it. It's, it's up to you. Um, but you can go uh, type in Noteworthy with Nathan French, and you can leave me an audio message uh, right there. And Anchor actually lets me input that into my episodes if I want to. So if you have a question or you, you want your voice to be featured on the show, I would highly consider it if you guys go and uh, do that. So that would be cool. Um, last week, um, Nathan and Rachel Music released, we released a new single called When Glory Washes Glory, and, uh, to our amazement, it debuted at number 80 on the Christian and Gospel Chart, so thank you, Lord, for that acoustic version and music video coming soon. The Battle Cry Tour is coming up on May 20th, and Rachel and I will be singing at that and worshiping along with Brittany Scott, James Wilson, and Court Chavis. Wow. Good company right there. Good people. Have you ever had God speak to you, but you had a hard time obeying what he said to do? I had this happen to me just this week when I was praying about my youth class, and what I was going to teach at our AIM Youth Breakout session. I've been in a class, uh, I'm wrapping up a class about creation and the origin of life, and it ponders things like, is evolution true, and how old is the earth, and uh, deep questions like that. And I was praying about what I needed to bring to my students, what were they going to be dealing with, what did I need to teach on, and God told me, he said, I want you to teach on that, I want you to I want you to talk to them about creation. I want to talk I want you to talk to them about Genesis 1 and and talk to them about evolution and discuss it and 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 help them understand that there's a lot of false teaching out there and I said, "Oh Lord, that's too controversial. I can't I can't do that right now." So I went to my my study plan of a lesson I'm teaching right now from Link 247 called Rhythm and I turned to lesson 2, which is the lesson I'm on. And I look at it, and it says, Origins. And I said, okay, Lord, I'll I'll obey you. If this is what you want me to teach on, the origin of life, where did we come from, uh, then I'll do it. And so this episode is a result of uh, an attempt to be obedient to what God wanted me to do in this hour. Today, I would like to invite you to be a guest at the roundtable once again in the AIM Youth class. Um, 
I met with the youth group. We talked about uh, is evolution true. We talked about how old we thought the earth might be. And uh, just a warning right here at the beginning of the show before we dive in. I am a young earth creationist, and I do take Genesis 1 in its most literal form. So if you uh, do not agree with that, um, that's okay. I'd love to talk to you about it. Uh, but if, if you don't agree with those values, then, then this episode might not be for you. But we have some interesting conversation that I think you'd want to join in on. Join us as we answer the question, is evolution as real as gravity? So, um, how many remembers a couple weeks ago we talked about rhythm? Raise your hand if you remember that. We talked about walking in rhythm with God, and we talked about how God is the great composer, remember? And we played that terrible symphony and how when we're not working together and not walking in the will of God, our life kind of starts to look like that symphony. And so... This is part two of the series, and I'm really excited about tonight, and we're, we're going to kind of dive in deep here, uh, and this is kind of a controversial topic, but week two in the rhythm series is about origins, okay? How many knows what origins are talking about? Yes, Anaya. Oh, I thought you just... Oh, <laughs> so where did we come from, right? What's that? Their backstory. The backstory, yeah, they your origins. What's what's our backstory? Okay, how did how did we get here? How are we all as flesh and bones? We're sitting here right now, and how did this all happen? So I want to start with a very interesting question. I want to ask you two questions, uh, and in a second you're going to need your cell phones, so you can go ahead and pull out your cell phones. But the first question is that I just want you to consider. You don't have to answer it right now. And the first question is, how old is the earth? Okay? So this is the first thing that I I want you to just think about. And you might have a certain number. Who in here just has no idea how old the earth is? It's okay. That's all right. Nobody can tell. Okay? So so you've got, we don't know. I'm sure some of us have different opinions. And then my second question is, are we uh, descended from, from apes are we uh do we come are our ancestors apes and monkeys because they have similarities to us now i know a lot of us are laughing right now and that's okay but these are actually some very uh relevant questions very relevant questions and i think answering them or at least thinking about them is really going to help you how many here is has been taught evolution in school? Got one. All of you? Wait, one, two, three, four, five. They say elev- uh, evolution. Evolution. They're talking about how an animal adapted over the time. <coughs> okay. Dinosaurs and all that crap. Gotcha. Okay. So I want you to grab your phone. I want you to pull up Google. And, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to do some research together here. And the first... Uh, 
The first question I want you to type in is evolution true? Can you type that for me? Is evolution true? And you're gonna see you're gonna see a few things come up here. Hey guys, wave to Brandon. Brandon's coming in via FaceTime. <laughs> hey Brandon, we miss you, buddy. Everybody say hi. Up, hey man! So Can you feel the excitement, Brandon? <laughs> so much energy streaming through the room. Okay, so who who typed in. in "Is evolution true" on Google? We're currently okay. Evolution okay, so Google. let's let's look at just a couple things here. Um, I see one here that really caught my attention. Evolution is as real as gravity. Yeah. <laughs> question uh is is evolution true there's one that really caught my attention here read the read the first one you see just whatever's on google why darwinism is false oh, right okay so why darwinism is false here's one that really caught my attention earlier today evolution is as real as gravity it's a pretty uh compelling statement right in other words no doubt about it just like gravity holds us down, evolution is true. Okay, so here's what I want you to do now. We've kind of looked at a couple different things. On one Google search, you saw one that said, it's false. And you saw one that said, it's so real, it's as real as gravity. Okay, so two very compelling articles, but who's, who's right? And this is kind of important to know. So I want you to type in descend, that's D-E-S, C-E-N-D, from apes. Just type in descend from apes, and let's see what comes up online. What are apes descended from? Okay, what are apes descended from? We see, uh, oh goodness, 15 to 20 million years ago, African great apes. Okay, so diverged from orangutans. Okay, and so here's one. Do you, If you scroll down, do you see... When did humans evolve from apes? Do you see that question? Yep. Okay, uh, it says two million years ago. Okay, you see that? So let's, let's just keep scrolling down. Now, this is none, nothing I've written, okay? We're just on Google right now. Uh, do humans and apes have a common ancestor? Okay, let's keep going down. When did humans first appear on Earth? You see this here? 66 million years ago. Do you see that? Okay, let's keep going down. What is the first human species? Okay. Homo erectus appeared about 2 million years ago. Okay. Uh, how old is Lucy, the first human? Okay. Lucy. <laughs> okay, it says 3.2 million years ago. Are you guys seeing a pattern here? So the first human, 3.2 million years ago. Let's keep going down. When did humans leave Africa? Two million years ago. I think they're still there. Okay. <laughs> I know. There's still humans in Africa. Okay. Uh, okay. Who is, who is the first person on Earth? Mm, interesting. Okay. Who is Neanderthal DNA? Okay. Uh, how did humans reach Australia? This says 60,000 years ago. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, just from a quick Google search our great research search engine that we just used. Um, if, if you're like me, you're a little bit confused at this point. 
Does anybody else feel that, or is it just me? So, now, I do not believe in evolution. I am a young earth creationist, so I believe that God created the earth, and I believe that the earth is about 6,000 years old, in between six and 10,000 years old, but I believe it's closer to 6,000 years old. And, but if I did believe in evolution, I would be very frustrated at this point uh, because I cannot get a clear answer on anything. Um, and if you notice, the verbiage there was around 60. Uh, around one, one I read earlier was between 200,000 and 6 million. Now, in terms of dollars, how many know 6 million is a whole lot more than 200,000? So it's just so broad that you just can't seem to get an answer. And so I want to talk tonight about how uh, our origin matters and that we serve a God whose mercy endures forever. Can you guys say that with me? His mercy endures forever. And so I believe that we can believe this because of the wonders in heaven. And I think that we can see it all around us. I don't think it's ridiculous for you to believe in God. I don't think you should feel foolish at your school because you believe in creation and maybe everybody else in your class believes in evolution. I want you as a student to feel confident in what you believe, okay? And if you don't know what you believe, that's okay. But let's start looking at some answers tonight. Does that sound good to you guys? Let's just look together. Is this something you've ever been interested in looking into? Mm -hmm. Okay, this is something that has always intrigued me. Okay, so we asked a couple questions. What was our first question? How is the old earth? How old is the earth? What was our second question? Are we from apes? Are we descended from apes? Okay, so we, we Googled it. We did just some quick research. Uh, so if I were to take a bag of Legos, does anybody in here like Legos? Or did you like Legos when you were a kid? Let's say we just poured the bag of Legos out onto the table. Sadly, I don't have any Legos with me tonight. But what if I assigned uh, Donnie on one side of the table and I assigned Jorah on the other side? And I told Donnie, I said, take a couple of minutes and I want you to design something. Maybe he would build a house, right? Or maybe a rocket ship or something that, that had design. He could probably make that happen in just a couple of minutes. Then on the other side of the table, I could ask Jorah, here's what I want you to do, Jorah. I want you to take a handful of those Legos and I want you to throw it at the wall. Okay, and whatever lands on the floor, that's going to be your design. Okay, <laughs> so you can see here that they're going to be two very different designs, right? Why is that? Why do you think that is? What's the difference between the two? One was created, and one was by chance. Right. One was one was created. It was designed. There was thought. There was intelligence behind it. The other didn't have any thought. It was just chaos, just through it. There was no time put into it. And so I want you to think about the Big Bang Theory for just a moment. And I want you to think about the fact that when, when you are taught that the Big Bang happened and, and somehow over millions and billions of years, hey, here we are. 
glad we had a, a, a big bang and we're all here right now. But that's as likely as you throwing a bunch of random things up against a wall and expecting a design behind it, right? It wouldn't happen. You wouldn't see any design on that floor because chaos will never equal creation, okay? It will never equal something that has a design. And by throwing those things, I want you to think about how I, I don't want to offend anybody, so I'm not going to say the Big Bang Theory is ridiculous, but I want you to think about how unlikely it is that we could all get here by chance. The wonders of heaven and the working of the planets represent an infinitely more complicated and beautiful result than a mere explosion could create. So therefore, we trust that there is intelligence and there is handiwork, okay? There was a creator. There, were, there was the hands of a creator that was involved. Do you know how complicated uh, your blood flow is and every organism, every cell in your body? It is so complex that if it's mutated just a little bit, we see disease and we see death and things of that nature. That is how specific everything in your body is tuned and works and flows. So when I look around our world and I see the handiwork of man, I'm impressed. There's buildings, there's cars. How many of those? There's some nice cars out there, praise God. There's some nice ones, almost as nice as Donnie's truck. There's some nice cars out there. Okay, there's, there's all these things. There's iPhones and cell towers, skyscrapers that reach into the sky, roadways, robots, airplanes. Every time I get in an airplane, I try to figure out how in the world am I floating in the air right now. It's absolutely amazing what man can do. But it has never one time crossed my mind or anyone else's mind that these things we see and enjoy came about uh, because a collision of atoms somewhere. Nobody would insinuate that an airplane got there uh, and it was just a mistake. It just happened. It took a designer. It took something specific. I want you to understand, if you don't hear anything else that I say tonight, that it is not considered childish or unintelligent to think that what we see in this room is here today because somebody created it. Okay, that does not make you unintelligent or not open-minded to the world around you. It makes you actually very uh, somewhat cynical and even logical uh, to think that this could be possible. Okay, so neither would it be unintelligent to think that the complexity of the universe, like the earth, the animals, the human body, that this had to come from, from something, right? Where did this come from? And if the Big Bang is true, where did the molecules and the atoms and the gas and the hydrogen and everything come from that would be required to cause that explosion? Where did that come from? And so I would like to propose to you that we have answers in Genesis that explain what we believe. And it actually can explain everything that is around us. And I believe that evolution, Darwinism, things of this nature, is man's attempt to write God out of the story. How could I be here 
without having to serve a God. And so man has been trying to figure this out uh, really just since the 1800s. This is, evolution is fairly modern. Mm -hmm. People never would have even thought of this before uh, 100 to 200 years ago. So collisions create destruction. Design equals creation. Something was there. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to get just a little bit deep here. You guys, can you shake your hands? Just wake up just a little bit. I need you to turn your, your, your brain switch on and just think for a second. So we asked a couple questions. How old is the earth? Okay. Well, let's look at Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Acts 17 and 24 says in the New King James Version, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. So here's a couple things I want you to consider. Let's, let's, let's consider for just a moment that evolution is, as they said on Google, as real as gravity, okay? This is as real as the air you breathe, okay? And if you ever de debate with an evolutionist, they're usually that passionate about it. They really, really believe in it, okay? And, and they believe that there's science behind it. But I, I want to clear up something here. Everybody say science, science, okay? We have taken the word science and replaced it with the word fact, which is, is not even the definition of science. Let's, let's read the definition of science. Science is the intellectual and practical activity encompassing the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment. Science is not facts. It has facts included in it. But the outcome of science is not always fact. There have been scientific discoveries that people dedicated their whole life to. And thank God there are people that dedicate themselves to help us grow and advance as a culture and a society. And guess what? They, they got it wrong. And for years, science accepted it as facts just to debunk it 10 years down the road. So let's assume... That is true, okay? So we've descended from apes. I, I read an article earlier today. I wanted to share it with you. Uh, it's, it was the, the article was called Nebraska Man, okay? <laughs> Nebraska Man. So uh, there's these scientists who hold an evolutionary worldview, and they're always looking for that missing link. Now, in evolution, the missing link is the gap between our ancestors and who we are now. They cannot figure out how in the world did we go from an ape to a human. And if so, what makes us human and what makes them an ape? When you, when you don't believe in a god, uh, we're really no different than animals. Mm -hmm. right. when, you, when you don't believe in God, you're, you're an animal okay? that's, that's walking around. And you've, you've just descended from something. So, so let's look at Nebraska man. In 1917, a rancher from Nebraska found a special kind of tooth on his farm. He gave it to a paleontologist friend who became very excited at the thought 
that this might be from an ape man found right here in the United States. An artist using a lot of imagination, which you can see in the Smithsonian now, drew Nebraska man as a hairy ape man. Several years later, it was discovered that the tooth was from a type of extinct pig. Okay, The whole ape man idea was a complete mistake, yet they used that tooth for years trying to tell people that this is from an ape man ended up just being a pig. So my point is... We descended from pigs. We get stuff wrong all the time, constantly. And this is from the mouth of scientists. They'll tell you we get stuff wrong all the time. So I want you to think about uh, something that's important. Let's think about uh, how old the earth is. The reason this is important is because if you believe that the earth is millions and millions of years old, you tend to lean towards the belief of evolution because evolution rides on the fact that there's very small change over great amounts of time. So to believe in a young earth is to believe that we didn't evolve, but we were created as we are now. This is why it's important in your faith. So let's let's look at uh, dinosaurs for a second. Is anybody fascinated with dinosaur fossils? Any any fellow nerds in the house that like a good dinosaur fossil? Okay. Well, I love looking at a good dinosaur fossil. And um, let's let's take a look at this. Our bodies uh, are like a bathtub. Okay. I want you to think about this for a moment. And we're always receiving carbon-14. Carbon-14 comes from the sun. So whether you're uh, a vegetarian who likes a nice salad or you like a good hamburger from the varsity for dinner, you have carbon-14 because the cow that ate the grass is, <laughs> is now producing carbon-14 and all these different things. And so all of us are intaking carbon-14. Like a bathtub, the faucet is on. It's always pouring carbon-14 into our body every time you eat. But then if you unplug uh, the, the, the plug, the drain, it's draining, right? So the faucet's going, but the water's draining. And so as humans, we're always losing as much carbon-14 as we're taking in. And so we're like a bathtub. We're just always the same amount. Here's the thing, though. When you die, you stop taking carbon-14 in. Why do you think that is? Because you stop eating, okay? And so now the, the, the faucet's off, but the drain is still on. Am I, am I making sense right now? Have I lost anybody? Okay. So carbon-14, the decay rate, takes about 5,000... 700 years and so in a little under 6,000 years that drain that bathtub is completely dry and you can no longer detect carbon-14 in your system here's something that you might want to know about geology and the discovery of dinosaur bones when they dig up a fossil they don't give you the the millions of years equation based off of the bones themselves They do it based off the soil above it and beneath it. And then they give you a very broad number. They'll say, this dinosaur is between 
200 million and 100 years old. Okay, <laughs> so it's like this yeah. huge, I mean, I, it sounds like I'm kidding, but it's insanely broad. I mean, it's like you didn't even run a test at that point. It's so generalized. But here's the thing that's interesting, and I know I'm boring some of you, but here's what's fascinating about it, okay? Every time a young earth creationist sends a dinosaur fossil, that means the bones, not the soil around it. When they send it to the lab, it always comes back with carbon-14. Now, do you see a problem here? Because carbon-14 is not detectable unless it's less than 6,000 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how does that dinosaur bone have carbon-14 in it if it's a million years old? Let's jump down. What if it's just 20,000 years old? There still could be no detection of carbon-14. And so I want you to know that when secular views tell you that there is no science behind creation, that there is no science behind a young earth, they're not telling you the facts. There is lots of science behind believing that you have a creator, okay? So carbon-14 is a great indicator of that. So you say, well, Brother Nathan, why can't I just be a Christian and believe in evolution? Well, you can. You can, okay? Uh, and I believe you could I believe you could even be saved. You could be born again, okay? You can be baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, whether you believe in evolution or not. Here's the problem of why creation and evolution cannot coexist. Because the same Bible that teaches you how to be born again is the same Bible that teaches you how you were created and how the earth formed. So how can you believe in Acts 2.38, but you do not believe in the book of Genesis? Because to believe in evolution, you no longer take the book of Genesis as an infallible book. I mean, think about it. I mean, if you believe, it says how many days? Six days he created the earth. On the seventh day he rested. How did he, it, it, it tells us how he created man. Okay, so you have to, basically throw out the literal version of Genesis. And so what some Christians do, uh, they're called evolutionary creationists, is they believe in creation, uh, but they also believe in evolution. But here's the problem. Yes, Nikita, go ahead. Okay, so um, they would believe that God created apes and then mm-hmm. just evolved. So he was like, okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they believe that God used the process of evolution to get us here. That we were still created by God. So then we evolved with souls as well? Or well, there's a whole load of questions that come with that. There's a lot of inconsistencies that come with that. First of all, in order to believe that, you have to believe that Adam was not a historical man. You have to believe that Adam was symbolic of all men once we were uh, ascended or descended okay Okay. so uh, the literal atom is out the window at this point and it's uh, it's called bio logos so if you see anything with bio logos that means 
Bio means life. Logos means the word, which is referring to Christ in, uh, you know, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Okay? Been doing some Bible quizzing lately in John 1 and 1, you know, get ready for that quiz tournament. But anyway, so are you guys following me that to accept evolution is to accept large inconsistencies, Whereas in to accept creation is to accept the Bible as the word of God. That's literally the difference between the two. If you believe in evolution and you say, I believe in the Bible, then you believe in a different version of the Bible than I do. You, you st- I'm not saying you don't believe in the Bible, but you're no longer taking the Bible literally. Okay, So... Um, we, we see it. So let's look at the wonders of creation. Let's think about it for just a second, okay? So if, if the Big Bang got us here, you've got, is there any, no other space nerds? Any space nerds? No, nobody likes some, some NASA documentaries? Okay, anyway, so, so you've, got, you've got space here, and then you've got Earth, you've got the sun, the sun's this big ball of, of gas that's just burning everything, okay? Do you know if we were just this much closer to the sun, we would be dead? Do you know that if we were this much farther from the sun, we'd be dead? We'd be frozen right now. So in this big bang that got us all here by an accident, it scientifically, mathematically calculated exactly how far the earth was going to end up in orbit around the sun. I want you to just think about Use logic. Use logic for a moment and think about how far out it is. To, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to have any more faith than an evolutionist. Matter of fact, it takes more faith to believe in evolution than it does to believe in a creator. Think about that. Think about how much faith you have to have that everything fell into place just right, just like that bag of Legos that Jorah threw up against the wall and everything landed just right. It's unlikely. Just like it's unlikely that we got here. So our our galaxy, it would take 100,000 light years to travel across the Milky Way. There's uh, Psalm 136 and 6 says, He laid out the earth above the waters and... And there's all these things and, and all these numbers. From our perspective on Earth, the sun looks very small. This is because it's about 93 million miles away from us. But if those numbers were off just a little bit, we would all be dead right now. Okay, so let's think about the stars for a second. The most current estimate guess is that there are 100 to 2 billion galaxies in the universe each of which has hundreds of billions of stars. A recent German supercomputer simulated uh, simulation put that number even higher, saying there are 500 billion galaxies, each galaxy containing 200 billion stars in the Milky Way. And the Bible says he knows them all by name. He knows every single star by name. How could you ever think that God forgot about you when he can remember 
even the stars, even the inanimate <coughs> things that really don't matter in the end. So, how old is the earth? Why does it matter? Well, when it comes to being saved and living for God, it doesn't matter. But when it comes to believing in the Word of God, it does matter. Are you guys following me? I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to talk over your head. I'm trying to help you. It does matter. It's not going to keep you from being saved, okay? But it matters because now you have inconsistencies in, in your Bible. That Bible that you bring to school and you teach that Bible study, you've got to look at that person and you've got to answer those questions in Genesis. And you've got to really work your way around it if you want to believe in evolution because the Bible is very open about where we came from. So evolution claims that everything evolved over millions of years. So where did we get 6,000 years from? Anybody want to guess at it? Keep counting the days. You counted the days. It's a good answer. Anybody else? Counting them days. Anybody else? You made the carbon fourteen stuff. Counting it. Carbon fourteen. Yeah. So, um, so radioisotope dating. Okay. Anybody else? It's actually a lot more simple than you would think. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Have you ever read through, well, and he begat this, and he begat that, and he begat that, and she begat that, and you know you just get to the book of Numbers, and you're doing so good on your Bible reading plan, and you stop at Numbers. Because you just can't take all the begats. I can't, hand, I can't begat it anymore at that point. But when you add up the timeline... It gives us right over 6,000 years. So 6,000 years starts at the book of Genesis when we believe that the earth started, or I believe that the earth started. And so Adam to Abraham to David to Jesus Christ, okay? And so just like we can count the years from when Jesus was on earth to now, hence 2019, uh, isn't it amazing that that a lot of people that don't believe in God are living in the year uh, after our Lord and Savior? And even if you don't believe in him, you still have to go by that timeline. 2019 is based off of the death of Jesus Christ, A.D., after death. And so we talked about carbon-14, uh, but there's other evidence for a young earth. You can look at the Grand Canyon. If you were to cut the Grand Canyon like a slice of cake, you would see all these delicious little chocolate layers. No, I'm kidding. It's not chocolate. But, <laughs> but you see all these little layers, and it just looks absolutely amazing. There's, there's strawberry, stra strawberry, there's chocolate, there's vanilla all in there. And you can see it's just like it was like mud layers. Sediment was just sliding, 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 sliding. And you can see... and and. Secular uh, evolutionists would tell you, well, that's just a little water and a lot of time, millions and millions and millions. Of See this little slice right here? That's probably, that's probably between a million and 20, 20 billion. <laughs> probably right around there. Okay, now I'm being a little facetious, but it is, it is pretty out there. But creation tells you that it was a lot of water and a little time. 
something was happening very quickly. How many wants to guess what it was? The flood. Okay, the flood, when it happened, was very quick. It was very traumatizing. I personally believe it, I, I don't believe it was just rain. I believe it was literally like a, like a huge water hose pointed at earth, just um, there are, there's all kinds of evidence for it. Um, here, here's something I thought was really cool. Go look it up on YouTube sometime. Mark Ross, which is a young earth paleontologist, by the way. He's a paleontologist. He is a scientist. There are many, many scientists that believe in creation. Many. You don't hear about them on the news a lot, but there's tons of them, and they're brilliant. Marcus Ross uh, got to actually look at a study of a dinosaur, uh, what's the what's the ones with the big like head? Are they a triceratops, triceratops or anything? Mm-hmm. And then there was like not a T Rex, but some other kind, and it had its it had its mouth around his neck like this, okay? And so when they found this fossil, they were completely preserved, completely preserved. Mm-hmm. Now you could preach on the fact they were so busy fighting with each other they couldn't even see what was coming, but. <laughs> But there's another sermon in this, too, is that something happened so violent, so intense, so fast, they couldn't even stop fighting. It was like, whew, they were covered in sediment, covered to the point, in order for bones not to decay, they have to be uh, fossilized. It has to be almost encased, okay? They found... Uh, animals and you could literally see what they ate that day when you cut them open you could see what they were eating when they died they were preserved so well what in the world and so uh secular evolutionists are going what in the world it must have been like a volcano or <laughs> something yes anaya volcano um, would definitely what you said destroy. When you could see what they ate um, in my anatomy class, when we were dissecting cats, oh. um, we saw that the cat oh, ate a bird. Ew! Ew. Was a bird foot in the cat. That is so gross. Oh, man, that's cool. But um, something happened quick, right? I mean, they couldn't even stop fighting. Where did fighting. They the meteor from? Am I? Were oh, they what? The cartoon? Where did they do what? Where did the meteor that's, that's come from? Where did the meteor come from? Nobody knows. Mm, I'll have to do some research on that. It just appeared. Meteors meteors are real. I, I know it's so like a, a huge meteor. I'm talking about wiped out everything. Space like, rocks. And how big is that rock going to be? Because it burns up and almost it, destroys it itself jumped off on the, the way down. Was it radiation? <laughs> was it like it, when it hit? It, it was just like a big hole. I just want to know like to put that Here's base your beliefs on this yeah. educated guess. Here's another question. Here's another question that's hard to explain. If we descended from apes, why are we all so different? Why do we have why do we speak different languages? Why do we have different cultures? What do you think? Why did we stop? Why why aren't we still turning into... Darwin looked at finches and he said, this finch has a longer beak and this one has a longer beak. But they were still finches. Mm -hmm. They never stopped being a finch. 
So I'll never stop being a French. Woo, glory to God. No, <laughs> no but <laughs> I mean, why did we stop? What? And so the answer is always the same thing. It's too slow to see. In millions and billions of years, we'll see. Well, that's it. That's Everything why has to be explained anymore. by time. We don't live long enough And this it. is why time is important as a Christian. This is why it's going to be very hard for you to defend your faith if you believe in an old earth. It's not going to keep you from being saved, but it's going to be hard. Yes. We had to wait so many years. What about the days that waited that were there when our ancestors were there? When they had to wait for our timeline as humans, like yeah why are there so, not like apes that are like basically people like hey. yeah <laughs> well where did the ape come from because you say we had to wait yeah. millions of years and we um not, don't be allowed enough to see it what about the apes back then that we'll be allowed to see now that mm. our ancestors wouldn't be allowed to see wow and how did yeah. apes die Ooh. that's a good question guess guess what the bible gives you a good answer for why we were also different called the Tower of Babel. Yes. Yeah. And if you if you look at the fossils found near where the Tower of Babel would have been, they look so drastically different because the cultures were split apart in a moment. In a moment. It was like cultures started to form. So when you go to Paris, they speak French. They don't speak English you go to Russia, they speak Russian. When did all that start? We have a species of apes that are extinct, and our, our world population keeps growing. Our human population keeps growing. So I don't, so yeah, don't even get me started on, on the miracle of childbirth, because... <laughs> yeah. Uh, we won't. <laughs> we, we won't, won't get, get into to believe that that could there are so many miracles involved with that. Yeah. There had to be a designer behind it. Uh moon dust. Okay. If you look at moon dust, moon dust estimates around 6,000 years old. If the moon were a billion years old, uh, Neil Armstrong would have just fell right down into it. It wouldn't have been a footprint. It would have been a, a body print of him lost in the moon dust. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, this is it would have been an this astronaut. is this is yeah. science. <laughs> I'm not speaking. Have have I t- spoken a whole lot of Bible tonight? No. I'm just no. I'm just trying to help you guys facts. understand that in the world that you live in, you don't have to feel stupid because you believe in creation. I really rebuke that in Jesus' name. You need to feel confident about what you believe. Also, the Bible has been historically proven. It has been historically proven that Jesus walked on earth. a matter of fact, there are so many witnesses of Jesus Christ that atheists stopped teaching that Jesus wasn't real. It was just no longer a valid argument. They had to change their argument because so many Thousands of people saw him and were healed and their lives were changed by him. There were so many witnesses and they were all saying the same thing. One of the interrogators at Watergate said that interviewing these 12 people made me a Christian because they all had different stories, but the 12 disciples always said the same thing because they all saw the same oh, I saw thing. That post. Mm. 
Okay, so it's been historically proven. Also, we can see in the Bible, and I'm almost done here, we can see that God knows how to create things with age. Mm-hmm. Adam was created a man, not a boy, not a baby. He was created a man. He was created with age. So it's not unreasonable to assume that a rock could look older than it is. Mm-hmm. A tree could look older than it is. Uh, mm. They didn't have to grow all the fruit and vegetables. It was already there. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to grow. It was there. It was created with age. Have you ever planted a tree and an apple popped up 60 seconds later? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's a Has long process. Have you ever planted a tree? Yeah, yeah, we have three <laughs> trees in our Just yard. checking. Did you know that 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 plants take in uh, the, the air supply and they it breathe out oxygen for us? Even the trees, even the plants declare the glory of God. That it was sustained for us. And so, guys, I want you to just write these three questions down in your mind. You can write them down on your phone if you want to. But I I want you to think about um, what do I believe, okay? And is it important what I believe? And here's what I want. Here's the three questions. Where do you see God most in your life? Number two, what in your life can you give God thanks for? And number three, where do you need mercy in your life? Because the rhythm that we walk to is found in Psalm 136, and it says, His mercy endureth forever. And when you're in the valley, his mercy is there. If you've believed a lie, his mercy is there. And if you uh, disagree with something I believe here, you're not going to offend me one little bit. I'd love to talk to you about it, and I'd love to be open-minded to to your beliefs and what you believe. I hope that this has been helpful to somebody. But why don't we pray? I'm going to dismiss this early. I, I don't know when Pastor will be done. But why don't we close our eyes and pray and pray that God would help us Uh, to have clarity in what we believe. Lord, in Jesus' name, I worship you today. I I thank you for every student that is here. I thank you for the opportunity to get to talk about this. God, I believe that our origins are important, and I believe your word. I choose to believe your word in the face of adversity. I choose to believe your word in, in the face of anything that would teach compelling arguments against it, because your word is true and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's more powerful than the opinion of man. It's more powerful than, than pompous intellect or anything that would claim to be fact that is not. And we worship you, we give you praise. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus. I love you guys.